2: Welcome to the 52 Weeks Podcast. It's Tracy, Steph, and Melody. We are so excited you're here. And of course, we want to first review our last week's goals. So, do you want to start us off, Melody? Sure. Okay.
1: Um, I'm trying to remember what my last week's goals were. (laughs) Goes to show how well I did this week. I know that I talked about keeping up on my exercises and doing my meditation and actually doing the goal that we had to study about Christ. So I did study Christ. I read my scriptures a lot more this week. I didn't necessarily meditate in the way I've been wanting to. So I didn't sit down, close my eyes to follow like a followed or guided meditation. But I did meditate when it came to I prayed a lot. I asked questions. I wrote in a prayer journal and I just took time to like think and to be with God. Uh, And I feel like that is meditation. Um, I would love to talk more about meditation today. I actually learned a lot about it in my study. So I did that and I did do my rehab exercises every day
2: this week. Awesome. Victories.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Steph, you go. Well, you know, New Year, starting off with 2%, um, that's amazing. So (laughs) just keeping it real here. You would think season three, the first week, I would start off with like 95%, 100%. But I was a little too ambitious for Christmas week. And um, so I'm going to keep all those goals for this next week. Um, But you guys, I am so excited because Tracy, you showed me. So this is how I'm going to correct it this next week. Tracy, when you were on the podcast last year, you told us about Habit Tracker, which all of us started using, and you told us about Strides. So here is my problem with Habit Tracker, how I was using it. It sometimes created an all or nothing mentality for me. But with Strides, I stayed up until 1 a.m. last night entering in. All of, I just need to show you guys this. Like, I am so pumped because... So, I'm going to be using Habit Tracker for, like, the weekly things I want to get done um, just so that I can see how I'm getting the progress. And Strides, I'm using for my actual habits. Um, but with it, I have, like, floor and ceiling goals for things. So, this is, like... Can you see that? Not really, huh? Yeah. Kind of. Kind of. Um, but so, with Strides... I was able to set it up. So they have like bad habits that you're trying to get rid of. So I put my TV and my social media. And so Melody, how you were doing three different tiers, I decided I'm mm-hmm. going to do a floor table and ceiling goal. And so oh, I, set I like up a lot of stuff with my, um, like I set it up with my table goal and then my ceiling goal. So like for steps, it's like, okay, I want to get 11,000 steps a day. That's my table goal. And 22,000 steps a day is my ceiling goal you know? So I, but my floor goal is 6,000. So anyways, it just, I just did all the, all the table floor and ceiling and was like, okay, this is how many I want to get a month. Anyways, I'm not really explaining it very well, but I have, so I've documented my goals better than any other time. And I'm sort of taking the guilt or shame out of stuff. And I'm like, this is just tracking data. So I have, um, I'm like, so detailed of if I want this for the month, this is how many days I need to do it for my ceiling. This is how many days I need to do it for the table. And this is how many days for the floor. So I love it.
2: Yeah, I do too. And that's something that Brooke Snow, she talks a lot about how it's just data and data helps you make changes. If you actually Mm -hmm. have data, you can see your behaviors and you can actually make adjustments that are productive. And sometimes it takes a year or months to kind of figure out the right fit. But if you actually are recording that information, you will do better at finding the pathway for you that works. So, congratulations on doing that. I actually don't know what the Stride app is. I, I, thought, you, I
0: thought you were the one that showed me that. It wasn't me. What? It
1: was. It was uh, an angel showed
0: you the app. Maybe, maybe that was Jill that showed me Strides. What's the other app that you use? I use Habit and
2: Habit Share, but they're both the same. Habit is more rudimentary. Habit Share.
0: I I, thought Strides was totally you, Grace. Well, no. Anyways,
2: I don't know Habit Habit Share. I use and Habit is the pink check mark, and Habit Share is the green check mark. And green, the green check mark mark is more rudimentary. The pink one is more fun to use. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I love the Tra- habit. And I think that like, this is going to be cool because like, I'm not going to care about the percentage of all my habits. I'm just really seeing like, okay, how are you, like, if I'm trying to wake up at 5am, how many days did I actually do that for the week? So it's just like counting all of that stuff. Whereas like the habit tracker every week, I want to, in each of my fire areas, do two things a week. And so that's keeping track of all of that. So so I think for me I'm sure like, when do you track? What? I'm sorry. No what you're gonna say? When do you when do you report? Do you report
2: at the end of your day? Do you have it fit into some habit? Like how do you track it when you have um, two different things? When do you do it?
0: Well I mean I'm just starting this, but like if I do something, I'm excited to check it off. I'm it in right then and I'm super stoked so um so I think though that like it's going to be good to have the both of them um because it's tracking different things in a different way because I do like seeing my percentage for the week of these were the things I wanted to accomplish here I did it and I like seeing how many times I I don't know I, I just think like today I was so excited to wake up and be like one of my things is to be out of bed by 5.01 a.m. And so I was like, yep, mm-hmm. got that, you know. So anyways. Wow.
2: Congratulations, Steph. Way to go. 5.01 is an early. Yeah, that is impressive. <laughs> You've <laughs> been up for three
1: hours. <laughs> so- wait, no, five. No, wait, way longer than three hours. <laughs> I have not been up for three a long hours. time. Three hours. Obviously. So what were you going to say? I just had a question for both of you with tracking your habits. Um, I've noticed for me personally that tracking stresses me out. And then it turns into I have to do this instead of I, I'm i choosing to do this. And then my the rebellious side of me is like, I'm not going to do it. And I don't know. It just is like one more thing on my brain to stress me out. So I I don't like keeping track of it. I just want to ask you guys your thoughts on that and how like tracking has
0: helped you and motivated you.
2: Steph, do you want to go first?
0: Well, I love tracking, actually. I think I feel a sense of accomplishment checking stuff off. Or even if I like the, the app of seeing my percentage of things, I love even seeing like, hey, you know what? You thought you were killing it this week but you got a 48%. And to see like, Hey, just because you give it your all three to four days a week, doesn't mean that you're making the progress that you want to. So for me, I don't rebel against it. I like seeing actually where I'm at compared to where I think that I'm at. So I feel like this whole last year was sort of gathering all this data. um, And now I'm like seeing how I work best. And like that's what i love about goals and that's what i've loved from learning from other people doing um, interviews with this podcast is that everyone has their own style and if that makes you rebel and if that causes you anxiety then that's not for you you know mm-hmm. to track that way
2: i would agree in regards that do whatever works for you mm-hmm. and if it works for you to just Sort of, It feels like you have systems in place, Melody, that help you to be successful. And I would say continue to do what works for you. Uh, there's The Five Tendencies by Gretchen Rubin. Have you ever heard of The Five Tendencies quiz? No. So The Five Tendencies quiz, Steph and I have talked about this, and Jillian, our friend, has talked to us about this. And The Five Tendencies are rebel, questioner, co- uh, I can't remember them. Questioner. The one obliger? I obliger? Is it obliger? Obliger. Um, upholder and something. Anywho, it's the reason why I'm telling you about these is I actually don't love Gretchen's quiz on this. I think it puts it pigeonholes me, so I don't like being mm-hmm. pigeonholed. I can tell mm-hmm. if they're trying to get me a certain label. And so it's, I struggle with that, but um, I tend to be more of an obliger and it sounds like you probably have some rebel in you and mm-hmm. that might be more of your tendency. So when there's these like expectations, you want to just rebel against it or whatever it may be, but I think it's really enlightening to to read about what she says regarding the okay. thing. So if you want to try that out and just listen to what yeah. to say, that might be enlightening, but I really feel like if you've already created a system, you're a very ambitious person. Uh, for some people like myself, and I think for Steph, we have a little bit of a different personality. And so the tracking is really helpful for us. And I have no mm. problem putting a red circle because I did something. I didn't do it. I've completely emotionally detached from that. For me, it's just data. It really is just, oh, hey, this is information. Tomorrow I wanna to improve this, so I'm gonna schedule it, make sure it happens. So I, I've changed my mindset about it, and I'm sure you can too, but I think you gotta work with what is most helpful for you. That's my answer to that question that was kind of long.
1: No, thanks, thanks. I was just curious about about that and how it helped you guys. So I'm gonna go find that quiz, that sounds
2: fun. And Steph, did you want to say something? Okay. All right. So I'm going to share my goals, uh, my report on this past week. So I did the 30 minutes of scripture study every day since, and I did it every single day and um, it was amazing. Holy cow. That can change your life. That alone can change your life. So it was, it was really cool because I was studying the life of Christ. I read the book of Luke. I was reading the book of Luke this week because that's where we were in our holiday season. And so I just kept reading in the book of Luke. I made it to chapter 20 of, of Luke and I learned so much about the Savior. So I'm so excited for us to talk about that. And then I, my physical goal was to find a gym or to find a pickleball option. So I found a pickleball option and I won't be starting that. Well, I probably, I won't be starting that till next week, but I found a place where I can go And I found the time slot and all the information on it. So that's going to be, I'm going to try that. And then, um, I invested in crypto and, um, I, I also, I was supposed to for professionals to brainstorm places. I want to work. That one was the one I faltered on. I did a little bit of research, but I didn't do like not satisfactory research that I would actually be able to take action on. Uh, I found a lot of just, factory jobs, like a lot of Amazon, Amazon really is hiring you guys. So just so you know, <laughs> and then, um, emotionally was meditate 10 minutes a day. I missed that one time, but other than that, I, I, I did it. So it was you
0: killed it. Tracy, you did yeah,
2: great God. job. Dang. Yeah. I just knew I was going to be accountable and accountability. <laughs> I'm tend to be a melody. I'm more of an obliger and am I, I'm very, I'm very externally motivated. So when I know I have to report on something, I really want to get my bum good. in motion. So this is good for you. Bit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you're right. This is very good for me, especially regarding accountability.
0: So Where I thought this was going to be my secret sauce, and then I've come several weeks, like I mean, for years, and I'm like, yeah, didn't do this, didn't do that. So it is interesting what motivates us to get stuff done.
2: and this is also new let's remember i am fresh to the podcast (laughs) so when you are fresh to things you tend to do a little better in my own experience and so i'm excited to uh you know jump into that also i i do want to talk about this we talked about this in the last podcast but we didn't mention it but victories in the past week and what we what we feel like was our personal victory so will anyone share what they feel like was a personal victory From this past week
1: yeah i oh yeah i have i have some like big some big personal victories this week
2: so that's amazing yeah anyways yeah that's so great i i feel like uh this week i've been using the book letting go that i told you guys about the letting go book And I've been trying to emotionally release things, like let things go as they're coming up. So as I'm like, I feel anxious. It's like, I see you anxiety and I am releasing you anxiety. Like I am letting you go. (laughs) It has been hard, but it's been really cool. I have seen really amazing things from that. I, I wanna just, that is one of my lifelong goals you guys for the rest of the year. I wanna learn how to become very good at letting things go letting my emotions feeling my emotions and letting them go that is like my 2022 goal is learning how to let go of things and just see the emotion feel the emotion and move through the emotion and and consciously let it go so i i am so excited about that and i did make my first dress of well not my first i made a golden snitch dress but i made a dress that was very complicated this week with my mama king with my mother-in-law and that was a huge victory so that's, that's exciting
1: Tracy I'm so impressed with you right now I'm looking at you like you are a god I'm like <laughs> go Tracy
0: <laughs> <laughs> for real like I mean you tracy the Marco Poloing us this week with uh, like all this insight from your scripture studies and I like I mean I've been terrible with my scripture study even though we had this you know and so I think that like that's where I, I really wanted you to be the one to like sort of facilitate our discussion because you've had this fire all week about what you've been studying which is awesome so yeah and way been- to make a dress and yeah kill yeah seriously hope. Tracy <laughs>
2: <laughs> all the things
0: so what
2: about you Steph any victories this week
0: oh remember that snowstorm on Monday Melody had me run in the <laughs> snow time. Of- I had my snow boots on my big coat like it was windy it was cold I was and not to log- mention you were like stuck in terrible traffic. Oh, for, like, it took an me hour, an hour, and, a hour and a half before to get this home. because the traffic was so bad. And at the end, like I looked in the mirror and my makeup was all smeared from <laughs> like. So it was a victory of just like you know what I can run in any condition, and that was a big victory. And then I've just been really organizing myself and being like, if I want to become this person, when are you making time for it? How are you tracking it? How are you like being reminded? I just got those light bulbs that will like wake me up a half an hour before I need to wake up naturally. And like putting that all with an alarm and I'm having music that's pumping me up when I wake up so that everything's just automated that I know what to do. And when I'm working at home, like I have a reminder for me to like get up and, and eat because I like, we'll just work through stuff. So I feel like I'm huge victories of just getting myself taking the time to get things organized to make life easier in the future. Definitely, I your expertise—that's so smart.
2: That's your expertise, Steph. Is like your organizational capacities. I feel like you know how to like go from disaster to like back into like extreme order. <laughs> Not that you're a disaster, but there's times like like, my house is a mess. And then like you go into like cleaning system and then it's like so organized. And so if anyone, you know, expertise for stuff, I feel like is organization and helping you to figure out the system to get things going.
0: And this year, I just I don't want to go back from the extremes. I want to really like stay like in the middle and consistent with things because that's where it's like. It's easier because you aren't always picking up after yourself. If I like, that's part of my tasks. Is I uh, have a few chores a day that are super simple, but if I do them, then everything stays in order in my life. Totally, I think yeah, you
1: are your killer at systems, and I think you have this hyper focus too, where it's like this switch just flips in you, and you're like superpower. Here we go. <laughs>
0: When the switch isn't flipped, though, it's hard to get my butt in gear. So, you know, working
2: on that. All right. Well, it's good to know you're still human right there. And um, we're going to start off our conversation on the Christ is the fire. So uh, I did the life. Melody, you did the birth. And Steph, you did death. So, and resurrection. So, uh, st- I mean, we're going to start with you, Melody, since you're the birth. Okay.
1: So, this is how I came prepared today. I came prepared with a couple new things that I learned, and then the number one thing that stood out to me. So, let me open my phone. Okay. So, like I said, my goal this year is to just learn the scripture stories. Like, I I know big scripture stories but I just I really want to know and understand the stories um so I am following along this like um scriptures for young readers on uh the church's website so I just read that Jesus was born for young readers and I did not know this and I'm I'm almost embarrassed to say what I didn't know because I feel like you guys are going to be like how did you not know that but whatever um, no
2: <laughs> we'll try so, to we'll try to not be our Pharisees, Pharisaical selves right here.
1: All right, thank you for <laughs> not judging me. <laughs> um, okay, so in these like little like stories, they have like pictures and stuff, and I feel like they're really quick, they're really short, and they're only going to point out the most important things. And it pointed out two people in the crisis board story that I've never. I don't think I've ever heard of them before. And I was like, wow, they must be really significant because, um, they chose to put them in here. But so after Jesus was born, um, it says there, a man named Simeon held baby Jesus. He felt the Holy ghost tell that Jesus was the son of God. And I was like, that's cool. And then also a woman named Anna also saw the baby Jesus and knew he was the savior. And That was something new. I didn't know about Simeon and Anna. So I think that's cool. And, you know, in the church, witnesses are really important, right? And I I feel like that's why they included Anna and Simeon. They were witnesses of they saw Christ, they felt the spirit, and they told the world. And I feel like we should do the same thing when we see Christ, when we feel Christ and we feel the spirit, I feel like it's our responsibility to tell the world in whatever way we feel like is appropriate. So that's one thing that stood out. Another thing that stood out. So I read Luke two, um, Jacob and I always read it. Oh, I said, Jacob and they started calling me on my phone. That was freaky. So call you back later, babe. Okay. So we read Luke two on Christmas and um I've talked a lot about meditation that has been on my mind so this verse stood out to me in Luke 2 19 Jacob I said I'll call you back in a minute okay verse 19 it says but Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart and when you click on pondered it takes you to the topical guide uh meditation and meditate and you know Mary is like this pure super righteous like we always use her as an example of like this woman that we want to be like she has all of the the standards and and qualities that that we want as women right and she meditates I just like how that I don't know that just kind of has been I know that this isn't totally on the topic of Jesus's birth this is just what stood out to me while while I studied this right um but she had a lot of big crazy things to ponder right and instead of just being like, oh, okay, I'm going to give birth to the son of God. Okay, sure thing. And then she just like keeps moving on with her life. And like, she took time to sit down and think about it. Like, oh, what does this mean? How did this happen? Why did he choose me? And I just think that is so important, especially in our world today with just how crazy, like with, with our phones and technology and stuff to do and And in America, it's all about just busy, busy, busy. And the busier you are, the more awesome you are. And I just, so that has kind of been my theme this week. So I've really, I've been taking time to ponder, like, why am I here? Why do I feel like, what is my purpose? Why do I feel like this is my purpose? Why does God want me to do this? Um, Taking time to pray and, and write my scriptures or write in my, journal read my scriptures and I've been trying to be like Mary and ponder and meditate and it has been wonderful so those are the things that stood out to me in my scripture study this week
2: that is so beautiful I had a similar thought about uh, Mary when she says and but his mother kept all these sayings in her heart Mm. and I just think to I think to her, and that's actually after she went to go get Jesus when he was 12 and they'd gone to Jerusalem and and they couldn't find him for three days and they find him in the temple teaching all the, all the learned men. And Jesus says, well, didn't you know I was about my father's business? And the thing that stuck out to me was that, um, and they understood not the saying which he spake unto them. That's what the scriptures say regarding his parents. And he went down with them and came to Nazareth and was subject unto them. So what stuck out to me was that Christ subjected himself to his parents. And that was really profound to me this time was the incredible, like he knew who he was, but he subjected himself to his parents as well. And even though they did not understand, it says, but his mother kept all these sayings in her heart. And I just think that is so profound because it doesn't mean she never understood. It means that she was pondering because she didn't, and she needed to learn more. And I'm sure she she grew in wisdom and stature just like Christ did in these things. So I, I love that.
0: You know, I love hearing you guys talk because I just think that, like Melody, I had no clue the um, who were the people, the Simeon and Simeon. Anna. Anna, Anna, yeah, I didn't know that. And I think that, like, I'm not a scriptorian. I don't remember a lot of the scripture stories. And I'm, like, that person in Sunday school that if they ask a question, I want to help out the person, but I'm terrified of preaching false doctrine, so I won't raise my hand, <laughs> you know. And, and so hearing you guys talk about the pondering and just both things that you guys have shared, I'm like, this is actually so nice that midweek on a Wednesday – I'm having a gospel discussion with my friends on this podcast. I think that like, it's just that reminder to me, sort of what I've been missing um, of not focusing on the savior. So
1: that's why why we're doing this, right? Focus on the fire. Mm -hmm.
2: And that he is the fire. I, uh, did you have any, so I'm going to share my thoughts on what I learned. I had a lot to cover because I did the the life of Christ. And i feel like i didn't uh there's so much i could go on because i was so enthusiastic about this that i i'm obsessed with jesus i am totally fascinated by him he is a completely compelling character he is so he just throws things all the time that i i'm I'm like in one situation he does this and in this situation he does this and it's totally different and it's incredible how much Christ caters to his audience and to the person he is ministering to. Christ sees the one. Full stop. He, he sees them. And so I think that's such a reminder that that he sees you and, and he knows, he knows how to reach you, Steph, and he knows how to reach you, Melody. And so Christ is a minister the one and it's just manifest to me over and over again and one of the things that really touched me this week was that he talks about the woman who had an issue of blood and how she touches his cloak and she is cleansed and he asks the question to this thronging multitude because they're they're all trying to get attention from jesus as he's going to heal this girl who's sick and almost dying. He's going to heal her. And on the way, this woman touches his cloak. And he says, who touched me? And there's this part of me that thinks, Christ knew who touched him. Like he, he could discern the thoughts of everyone. He, he knew who touched him. But in that moment, he invited this woman who had been healed to testify for herself, that she had felt a change and that she knew she was healed in that moment in that instant and he and to me I just think wow how beautiful that even he asked the question who touched me so that she could reveal it was me it was I who touched you and that I am healed as a result of this and so I love that she touched his cloak she just touched his cloak and she was healed by him. And then on his way to to heal this other this girl who was dying, and they say, "Oh, don't come. She's already she's healed." <laughs> and they and or I mean she's not healed, sorry. They say she's dead. And then Christ says, "Oh, one minute." And like goes in, and he goes in with three of his apostles and with her parents and closes the door and he, and raises her from the dead. And then they're like astonished, the parents. And of course, the apo- the disciples of Christ, the apostles are, uh, they're actually not apostles yet, but they are also astonished at this point. And I just find it so interesting that he says to them, don't tell anyone. And I'm like, people already know she was dead. Like this word is gonna spread because the girl's alive now, right? There's no way this isn't gonna spread. But in this particular area where Christ was at the time, people were flocking to Christ. They were flocking. They were just coming all the time. And uh, it's interesting because he's still trying to get his mission accomplished. And so a lot of people say the reason why he was telling them not to tell anyone was because he didn't want too many people to, to come after him, to get too much attention at this point. And so, and I don't know all the motivations for why Christ was like telling some people, go tell who I am to everyone. And other people, he's like, don't say anything, right? But it's because in that area, he was creating such a stir, I assume, that he had to like tell them to not be, to like be hush hush about it. Whereas the previous city he was in, this is where he cast all of the, he cast all the devils from this one man into this herd of swine. And then those swine go like running off the cliff into the sea and the people are like leave our depart from us like go away we don't want you around here and the person who is healed this man who has all the devils cast out of him says i want to follow you and jesus says no go and preach me to the people go tell people what i did for you and i just think luke it's so cool he he talks all about all of these incredible things Christ does to build the case that he is Jesus the Christ. These these gospel writers, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, they were all trying to build the case for why Christ is the Savior. And each of them had a different perspective, but it was just so cool. And then this is my last part. Sorry, guys, because I'm going off. But this is the last part. So in Luke today, I read this this morning. And... It's about the, I don't know if you remember this portion, but Christ is returned. He returns to Jerusalem. This is right before he's crucified. And he comes in on a donkey and the palm leaves, people wave palm leaves and they praise him as, and, and it's this prophetic, it's fulfilling prophecy, right? But this is the part that that really amazed me today is that he said, that when they went to go seek for the donkey so that like Christ tells them go into this village and um and find this 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 donkey right for him and the thing that struck me was that when he told the people when he told his disciples to go get the donkey he tells them just tell them um anyway he he tells that he says unto them sorry i'm going to have to say this oh, if i can find it now I'm, I'm, I moved my scriptures and now I'm trying to find it. But basically what he says to the people is he says, if you bring, he, oh, he says, and if a man asks you, why do you lose him? Because they go into this village. He tells them, just go to this place. You'll find a donkey, unloose the donkey. And if they ask you, why do you lose him? You shall say, because the Lord hath need of him. Because the Lord hath need of him. And then the people will let you take it. And I was like, I wanna be those people. I wanna be the people who when, when, when they ask for my donkey, I'm like, I give it. <laughs> and I know that sounds so like silly, but that was, that's the character that's, that I wanna be. <laughs> like, it was just so cool. that that's what stuck out to me was, how do I be a person where when, when they come to me and say, the Lord hath need, I, I will be like, of course, have it. And that I will already have received, because I think about those people, those people had already received personal revelation, that there was gonna come a day when there was something's gonna come and they're gonna be ready to re, to, re, to give it to the, to the Lord. So that is my, my thing about the, the, the life of the Savior, just such a cool thing to, to read any gospel, Matthew, Mark, Luke, or John. And to really ponder and ask yourself, why did Christ do that? Why did Jesus do this? Because it just constantly, that's what was on my mind. It's just the questions of Christ and his motivations. And so that's all.
1: Thanks, Tracy. You're awesome. You taught me a lot and you really invited the spirit. And I just want to thank you for that. And, and just one thing with that donkey story, the, the thing that I thought about I I love that you want to be that person who you give when they ask for the donkey, you you give your donkey. I really love that. And I also thought it was really cool that they were like, why do you need the donkey? And they said, because God needs it. There wasn't they didn't say there because Christ needs it. They didn't say what Christ was going to use it for or why he needed it. They just had faith like, oh, Christ needs this. So, okay, here you go. I think that's something that I personally struggle with. I like to know the why behind everything. I like to be informed. I don't like to like blindly follow and, and you know, so, so that's something that I've always struggled with. So I really like that story of they don't know why, but they have faith. So, so they're going to give away their donkey. So thanks for sharing that.
0: Yeah. And I just think that like your enthusiasm, Tracy. I was like, Oh, you could talk forever. Like I'm fine with you talking. You kept to me like, I went on this tangent. I'm like, no, please tell me more, you know, because I think that like you have this scriptorian knowledge that you just are busting out. And I'm like, that's awesome that you like read it and retain it and are able to teach it. So, um, yeah, I, I loved hearing what you had to say about the life of Christ. You do have a gift, Tracy.
2: Thanks. I love Jesus. And I think that (laughs) lately, all I've I've just been thinking about when I do the the whole letting go thing, that really I'm letting it go to Christ, right? Mm -hmm. Like I experienced my life and then it's giving it to the to the Savior. And even this week, because of my study with the scriptures and that book, it was amazing how God taught me how he's a part of that book and how he said, I'm the one you give it to. I'm the one you're releasing this to. And that's also because of my podcast with Christina Judd, Faith Unto Repentance. That podcast is what inspired, brought all this connected to each other. And so there's a lot of power in reading the word of God because it allows you to have to receive more revelation. And I feel like that's what happened to me this week as a result of my study. So thanks for listening, guys.
0: Do you feel like that podcast was like one of your most influential podcasts? Because I've heard you talk about it. A- a lot
2: hands down one of the biggest life changers for me
0: which Love podcast it. was that
2: again it's faith unto repentance with christina judd
0: okay when when did you publish it uh i published that one
2: in october
0: that's what i was thinking it's been a couple months But I love when something just sticks with you so much and it's like a game changer. I think that, like with podcasting, that's why we do it, right? Like, it's because we want to be able to have it change ourselves and others. So, you know, as I studied the, um, you know, I, I feel like this Christmas season, I had a few experiences that reminded me that Christ, like, was real, right? I think that sometimes it's hard for me to wrap my brain around that, you know, like, so I I served in Kirtland and serving there, I could picture these early members of the church, right? And they weren't that long ago. They were a couple hundred years ago, but because I was in the places that they were, I could picture them a lot easier. And I think because of the time um, that Christ lived and that it was thousands of years ago and that life is a lot different, Sometimes I'm I forget that he was born, that he lived a life, uh, that he had friends, that he had family, um, and that like you know his death was really sad for the people in his life, you know, and um like this this month my mom had us go to like the Chosen um concert, and I I haven't watched any of the Chosen. Shows, But they had like a little video there that just was a reminder to me that like these, these disciples, these friends, these family, like they knew Christ personally, like when he was on the earth and he was real, like he wasn't just this mystical person, but he, he was real, you know, like he, he lived and he ate and I don't know. So maybe did he now I'm like, yes. am I preaching false start yes. and this was, is where I get nervous? He was a mortal he was right. having a mortal experience. Right? Exactly. So I'm like, after you said that, I don't know why I got nervous. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but so with um and then on Christmas Eve, we talked about um the savior's like um crucifixion and the atonement and it just and talking to my dad about when he went to Jerusalem and the places there um just has been this reminder that Christ is real you know and I remember when I worked at um going through my 30 life crisis I worked at a Jewish synagogue for a little bit and I remember one of the gals she told me she said you know I I think that Christ was a great person um she's like but he wasn't the savior of the world. And it really like caused, that was the first time I had really heard that. And in that way that the like, oh, he existed, but he wasn't like the savior. She was like, um, and it really made me be like, do I believe that like Christ was more than just some guy um, living his life, you know? And, um, and so I had experience a couple of weeks ago where I was just really reminded of the savior's like atonement and that like when he was in the garden of Gethsemane, like not only has he felt like our sins and our like pains and our heartaches, um, but he's felt all these negative emotions that we've had. He's felt our anxieties, you know? And as I sat there, I just thought of all these people that I love and the struggles that they're going through. And like, And that he and I even like was praying and I was like, he felt this that this person's going through and he felt this. And it just gave me like this um, perspective and a remembrance that like when he says that like he knows us and knows us personally and that he can help us, you know, like he can. He knows our thoughts. He knows our insecurities. He knows our awkward moments, how we felt, you know, like he knows the times that we have sinned and that we're ashamed and that um, you know we have this sorrow and i just um i don't know i so that gave me like that perspective and then i was reading this talk the grave has no victory sometimes it's hard for me to get into to the scripture so i love conference talks and um this was this last conference well april 2021 um, but this is just going along with the perspective that Christ was mortal and had people that loved him. And sh- she says, we, I think it's a woman. Yeah. <laughs> just making sure. Um, we can imagine how Jesus' friends who had followed him and ministered to him felt upon witnessing his death. We know that they mourned and wept on the day of the crucifixion. Not knowing what would happen on Sunday, they must have been overwhelmed by distress, wondering how they would go on without their Lord. Nevertheless, they continued ministering to him, even in death. And then it, um, she talked about how Joseph um, of Arimathea, is that how you say it? Um, begged Pilate, what? Arimathea. Arimathea, begged Pilate to give him Jesus' body. He took the body down, wrapped it in fine linen and laid in his own new tomb and rolled a stone at the door, you know, like. And just how like that he begged for the body, you know, and then it talks about how um, like Mary and other women. Anyways, um, but like that first part really just struck me, struck me that like you and like when I think of the Savior, I think of like. The people in my life that when I'm with them, I, um when I worked at Oak Crest um, girls camp, the gal that was over me, like I didn't know what I was doing. Right. And, um, but she made me feel like I, like it was so interesting because there's very few people that I felt this way around, but I felt like she believed in me so much. That I could raise up, raise, like raise, I don't know what I'm trying to say, but like I could the level that she believed in me, I could raise up to that. Um, if that makes sense. And just like the unconditional love that she had, um like has always been just sort of like this, this is probably just a little glimpse of what it's like being with the Savior, like, but to be with him in real life, to be someone that, like, knew him while he was alive, you know, and how sad they probably were, because just that, like, love and and joy, I mean, it's hard when someone passes away, you miss them, and you're sad, and even though um, we have this eternal perspective that, like, we'll see him again, it's still sad, but to to not only have the savior die, but to have him die in such a painful public way um, probably just was so I mean, I, I just feel like that that little paragraph from this talk just struck me so much that like how they mourned. And so I think that th- that's really what I took away from my my studies of um that. Christ isn't just so far away um but to remember that he like he lived a life just like we did you know and then I just love this um this um scripture in Mosiah 16 7 through 9 and it just says um he is the light and the life of the world, yay, a light that is endless, that can never be darkened, yay, and also a life which is endless, that there can be no more death. And how great that we know that, like, after this life, that there's something else, you know, because I think that, like, this life would feel so pointless and bleak if there wasn't something more. And um, and even just, like, talking to you guys today about Christ, you um, like, I feel light, you know, like, I feel happy. I feel positive. And I think that as our, our motto is focus on the fire, we're focusing on the fire, because that's what's bringing us light. And, and Christ is the light of our life. And, and I also like what it says where, and um, that it can never be darkened, you know, that with him, our fire can never go out. And so,
1: I love it. That's beautiful stuff. Thanks. I've never really put myself there when Jesus died and and felt the feelings that the people there probably felt um, that opened up my mind and made me think differently. I really appreciate you sharing that.
2: Yeah, that was so beautiful stuff i really feel like this is an opportunity for us to bear our testimonies about the savior and to yeah. experience that the power that comes by declaring our belief and knowledge of him i i know there is power in the words we speak and it is by the word of god that the earth was created it's by his word and I think that we also have that, pa- that power and the capacity to use our words to testify of Christ. And that brings uh, the energy into the world and it infuses more light into a world that, that he is the light of, even if the darkness does not comprehend him.
0: Well, and right now, I just feel like, yeah, I can go do whatever. I can get my goals. Like, you know, and I think that that's a good reminder that when I'm feeling the darkness, when I'm feeling discouragement, when I'm feeling like, just why even try, you know, or like a fool, it's like, it's because I don't have the light. And and just the visual for me with the fire and stuff is so good to remember that like, okay, go read my scriptures, go pray, go talk to someone about Christ because that's what's going to fill myself with light and give me the, the confidence and um, just desire to move forward with the things that I want to accomplish. That's awesome. Uh, do we want to cover really quickly
2: our goals for next week or are we keeping, are people, yeah, do we want to cover that?
0: I'm keeping my same. Melody, what about you? Um. Yeah,
1: I, I'm kind of keeping my same. My, my goal is to just spend more time pondering and to spend more time with God.
2: Yeah, I want to continue my scripture study goal and maintaining that connection. I've seen a lot of blessings from that. And I'm depending on how things work out, I may be out of town or I may be in town, so we're kind of working that out, but I'll, I'm gonna come up with a physical goal it's different than what I wrote down. I, I, I'm just going to try to be moving more in my day-to-day. So I'm, I might set an alarm to do some movement throughout the day, like 15 minutes, just make sure I'm moving more. Because um, movement really is my goal, is that I'm more of a frequent mover in the day. But everything else is going to stay the same for me. And then our invitation for this next week is that we are going to work on prayer so we're going to pray a prayer journal for two minutes that's our invitation to those who are listening and then of course to ourselves is to do the prayer journaling for two minutes and report back on that next week
0: which i'm right. excited about that because when i used to do a prayer journal it just like after you pray and you just sit there and ponder and write down the thoughts, like so much inspiration came to me and like, you wouldn't call someone up and just talk to them forever and then hang up the phone and not hear what they have to say. And I feel like that's what a prayer journal really is.
2: It's an opportunity to hear what God has to say.
0: Yeah.
1: Totally. I'm excited too. I think it'll be good.
2: All right, guys. Love you all.
0: Love you. You guys. Remember to focus on the fire.